As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. It wasn't going to help me build that. And that can be said, whether it's a single family home to a 20 unit jump or whether it's a 20 unit to a 350 unit. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Chris Pomerleau. Chris is joining us from Omaha, Nebraska. He is a full-time real estate investor and has eight years of experience with syndications and joint ventures in multifamily. Chris's portfolio consists of 2,500 units with $190 million in assets under management. Chris, thank you for joining us and how are you today? Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm doing fantastic. Good. Chris, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah. So we're based in Omaha, Nebraska here. This is basically where I grew up and we specialize in multifamily. So we do a lot of joint ventures and syndications in seven different states right now. We own our own property management company. We own a third party property management company. We have a hard money lending business. We're vertically integrated. That's for sure. We have a title company and we're looking to open an insurance company as well. You could call that FOMO or shiny object syndrome, but they're all pieces of the real estate puzzle, if you will. All right. You know, a lot of people say be hyper-focused on one thing. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with that, by the way, but you're obviously not. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be a jack of all trades. So if you only have 24 hours in the day, you don't want to be trying to squeeze 30 hours of work into those 24 hours. But that's what scalability is for, right? It's not like I'm driving to Dallas to change the toilet. We have trusted experts from a property manager there that can handle those things. So Owning parts of these businesses and being vertically integrated doesn't necessarily mean that I'm only performing at a B minus at every level. My job is really to help the capital group, the equity group, which is our main focus, raise money and lock down these real estate opportunities for people. Chris, how did you get started? Rich dad, poor dad. I always like to succeed if I could or whatever, but I read that in law school. So I'm an attorney. I'd like to call myself a recovering attorney. I practice about five hours a month. I'm still part of the firm I was heavily a part of throughout my legal career, but about five hours a month. I read Rich Dad during law school. And not only so in the mornings, I was in the military. During the day, I was in law school. And at night, I was getting my master's in negotiation. So reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad during that time, it clicked. I understood 
but I just could not find that 25th hour of the day to squeeze in also real estate investing. So it wasn't until I graduated law school and got out of the military thereafter where I said, okay, look, now I'm only doing the legal job. I'm only practicing as an attorney. Now I can start dabbling into real estate. So 2013 is when we started doing that. And what was your first venture in real estate? Single family home with my dad. We found a property really close to where he actually lives. And we did everything ourselves. We changed the cabinets and the flooring and the toilets. It took us over a year on the single family home just to flip it, if you will. But from day one, our goal was always to implement the Burr method, which I'm sure your listeners understand what that is. Refinance, pull our money out and own forever. And that was in 2013. And that was my first venture ever. In fact, my first four real estate transactions and ventures were all with my father, all single family homes, all nearby where we live. And what made you go beyond single family homes? The scalability. We were doing everything ourselves. So I had four single family homes in four years. And while that's oftentimes four more than many other people, that still was not going to get me to that passive income that I had always read about and dreamed about. So it was in 2017 when we said, we got to start looking more into multifamily. And that's where we just hit all out on as many units as we could. What was your first multifamily purchase? 2017 was a 20 unit with a couple of partners in town here, a 20 unit in Omaha, Nebraska. What were the numbers on that? Roundabout figures we purchased for about 850,000. And just saying that out loud is weird, right? 20 units for 850,000. You can't really find that in 2021, but bought it for about $850,000. We put about 150 into it. So I think we're about a million in and then it appraised at 1.3. So we did a refinance. We got all of our money back out. So we now to this day still own a 20 unit in Omaha for free and it's cash flowing very well. What was your next progression? I dabbled into a nine unit after that, a couple of duplexes, and then I jumped up to a 48 unit. And did you raise money or was it just friends and family on that deal? You know, the way I got in was borrowing money from family. So that 20 unit was just me and our partner. It was a $200,000 down payment. I brought a hundred, they brought a hundred. And it was a hundred that I had at the time. So I had to borrow that from family and I paid interest to that family member so that they weren't just lending it for free. As you know, cash is kind of trash. So if they were just to give it to me, it wouldn't be making any money. So I paid them interest on that. And then at refinance, I paid them back. And I did that a couple of times. I actually recycled that hundred thousand a couple of times. Big thank you to that family member. But then after I had borrowed a couple thousand dollars from different family members, I realized I need to start getting into this syndication opportunity here. I partnered with somebody in town, her name, Colin Schwartz. I think he's actually been on the show. It was like three years ago. But we realized that we have a sphere of influence of people that are really interested in multifamily and we're done borrowing from family members. It's time to start pooling money to buy these larger assets and then also take people along the ride with us. No one believed me that I owned a 20 unit for free. And now they see we're doing that with 80s, hundreds, 250 units. Now we're doing that for free after the work's put in. And that's super rewarding. When you first raised money from outside people, how did you find those investors? Well, you know, my family, so that helped. And then I tried to attend meetups in town here. There's a real estate meetup that's in town here. I don't have time for coffees anymore or lunches or anything really. That's the combination of my full-time businesses, as well as having a, a family and a three-year-old and one-year-old. But I met with every banker and every agent, and every person I could, coffee, lunch, any time that I possibly could to fit that into my law schedule, because I was still a full-time attorney. And I met as many people as I could. And the more, as time went by and the more experience we got, the more proven we became 
to not only agents and bankers, but now investors as well. They said, holy cow, these guys have accumulated 100 units in the last six months, and they've refied half of them. Let's see what they're a part of, what they're about, and that's really helped us. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. What was your latest deal? We have 850 units under contract right now that will close by January 1st. The most recent closing was a 235 unit in Fort Worth. And right now, Chris, what are average returns for your investors? Now we're not counting after the refi, right? Because every dollar return after refinance is kind of infinite. But as far as cash on cash return before the refinance, we're anywhere between seven and 10%. And are you finding additional investors that are okay with that kind of return? Because it's a competitive landscape right now for syndications. Yeah, that's a great question. We have built such a large investor list, and I'll tell you why. And I think it's a little different. I know it's certainly different than what a lot of the listeners have heard before, but we don't flip apartments. I want to hold my apartments forever. I want that apartment to pay me to not practice law anymore. I want it to pay my father who just retired. He doesn't have to work anymore. I want it to help my children out. And because of that, we don't flip apartments. So the syndication model is still a syndication because legally we're pooling passive investors' money, but we are refinancing. We are giving the capital back and those same owners stay in as owners. Same percentage, nothing's diluted. So that investor who's receiving 7 to 10% cash flow throughout the life of the business plan. If it's a $100,000 investor, they get seven, eight, $9,000 a year. But then once we refinance and they get all $100,000 back, if they continue to get six, seven, eight, $9,000 a year, they're extremely happy. They don't have any money in the deal anymore. So a lot of people like to press the IRR play or talk about cash flows at average 12 or 13. And those are oftentimes higher figures, which are attractive, but that factors in a sale at the end. We don't sell. So to your question, that's how we keep people excited is because a lot of these investors are finding out they don't want to be part-time banks. They want to own real estate and they want to own it as long as they can and they want to get passive income. And that's how we've gained such attraction. That's an interesting business model because I've seen a lot of investors turn down seven-year holds. The max they'll go is five, ideally less than that, and they get their money back. Do you ever find investors that at some point they're like, hey, let's just sell this thing. I want to cash out. 
That has not happened to us yet. And I think that's because the most important thing to us, obviously, from day one is to make sure they're signing up for the same business plan that we are. So, for example, we're in the middle of a raise right now, and it's a portfolio. So it's not a fund, but it is four different properties, three different states. It's going to total about 262 units. And as you would imagine, every property is going to refinance at different times as far as timelines are concerned. But I make sure they're all comfortable with the money being frozen for three to seven years. Maybe they get some of their money back from one property in the fourth year and another property the fifth year. But these investors, they know from day one what the plan here is. So if we ever did get pushed back and they said, well, we don't want to invest, we want our money back in four years, it just isn't the right fit. And we've never had a current investor who's already invested demand their money back because we all knew from day one what the plan was. I think that's kind of the most important thing is to make sure we're all on the same page. Good. And Chris, where do you find your deals from right now? It's a combination of agents, property management companies, and what I would call bird dogs or wholesalers. A lot of agents who aren't licensed to practice in that state know how to call owners directly and they'll funnel it off to us. And look, when I first started it, I had to claw tooth and nail to get that 20 unit. No one would pay attention to me. It didn't matter that I was an attorney. I had only owned a couple single family homes, but now we're getting calls from people all over the country because we've done a good enough job. And this is a huge thanks to a number of people on our team that they know if they bring us the deal and we get under contract, we're going to close the deal. So it's a combination of agents on off market, bird dogs or wholesalers, and then property management companies. We have a pretty good relationship with our property management companies. So they oftentimes have access to owners that may be flirting with getting rid of their property. What advice would you give somebody that's starting out and doesn't have the credibility or the track record? How do they try to establish themselves and get a broker to take them seriously? partner with somebody that has that experience. That's exactly what I did. When I started, my partner on that 20 unit didn't necessarily have multifamily experience, although they do had two, three, four unit apartments, but they own their own property management company and they had flipped houses. So we started as something smaller, but they took them seriously. They obviously liked my W-2 pay as an attorney, but that combination of a partner and money, that was helpful to the banks. We're taking in every once in a while, we have partners on these syndications that they may bring a million dollars of investors. And then now they're a part of the general partnership team. And that's how they get their experience. And then it's a lot easier for them to move on to the second deal because they don't need the first partner because now they have that experience. It's all about partnering with people that know what they're doing. All right, let's dive into this vertical integration. A property management company, I get that. Do you manage just your own properties or others as well? So we have two management companies. My partner, Colin Schwartz, he started a property management company in 2017, which we both own. We manage our own properties, all 700 units here in Omaha, Nebraska. So that's not third party. It's only what we own in Omaha and Council Bluffs, which is nearby. We also have a third party property management company that we started recently, and that manages over 500 units from Des Moines to Manhattan, Kansas, Wichita, And that is for anybody really, but we formed those partnerships with another property management company we had utilized in Kansas City. So there's two different companies there. And you're in seven different states. How do you identify what markets you want to purchase assets in? I've been on a number of these podcasts and I'm always hesitant, even on our website, to advertise us as a Midwestern investment company because it just so happens all seven states we're in are Midwest. I'm sure sooner or later we'll find an asset that makes sense for us that's not Midwest. But the reason we like the Midwest is it's just consistent. So if you have another 08 or 09, we're not going to lose 40% of the value of our apartment. The rents aren't going to go down. Maybe instead of 7% a year, maybe it levels off to 2%, but the value stays the same. All of our investors knew from day one, this was a long-term play. So that one or two years of 
the next recession doesn't really affect anybody. And then we're right back up the gradual increase. And what I like the most is that I'm not relying on the market, the group that I'm a part of. We're force appreciating our assets. I don't have to just buy something in San Diego and just know or count on tomorrow it being worth 40% more because it's such a hot market. Nothing wrong with that. We feel comfortable with just knowing that it doesn't really matter what we do. It's going to stay relatively consistent in the Midwest. And then if we really want it to appreciate, that's on us to force appreciate it. That's why we like the Midwest so much. Yeah, I agree with you. Buying at two, three caps, you're <laughs> banking on the what if not happening, yeah. right? What if the economy collapses? There's not a lot of margin for error in some Agreed. of those deals. A title company, why would you integrate with a title company? And what does that integration look like? Yeah, so me and a handful of relatively high traffic, high business individuals in Omaha that are all real estate related, we partnered with another title company in town that had the operational aspect down and we formed a new property management company. Why do that? Because my partners that are a part of the traffic building part, we do so many transactions, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of transactions a year in real estate. So you'll learn throughout the process of investing why would we pay another title company all these fees? Why don't we just own that title company? And it's not like I'm driving down there and drafting the paperwork. The title company we teamed up with that has the operational experts, they're the ones who already know what they're doing. It's kind of on us to bring the traffic, which we do. So it's great to know that over 95% of the time, we know exactly the people related to the title company. We know exactly how they'll handle it. We trust what they do. They're used to us. And then we're not paying other people to do things that we can pay all of ourselves with. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business? Or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one -on -one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe. J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success. 
Austin Real Estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow-up boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to follow-up boss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. You don't want to leave any money on the table. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. Hard money lending. You've got a lot going on. Why are you messing with that? You know, I love this topic because when you talk to people that aren't that familiar with it, it kind of has a dirty name. I don't know if it's necessarily, if even a lot of syndicators work with it, but again, we have this meetup in Omaha here. We have a lot of traffic and we have a lot of people here that are invested in real estate. And of course, as you imagine, there aren't as many multifamilies. There's a lot of single family or flippers or wholesalers and they need access to capital. If you utilize hard monies the right way, it's the best financing. In fact, when I tell people about this, we charge 18%. That's what our hard money lend is. The minimum is 30 days. Now, that sounds weird in a market where you can get a loan for 30 for in the threes. But if you use it correctly or intelligently, it's the best situation ever. Let me give an example. I myself have borrowed over a million dollars from my own hard money lending company. And why did I do that? I bought a $450,000 strip mall that while I had it under contract, I went out and found somebody else to buy it for 550000 so I closed on it in about four days. No bank will close on anything in four days, but I gave them the money four days. 40 days later, I sold it for 550. We made $100,000. So within 44 days, I utilized hard money and I went out and made $100,000. A bank couldn't even close in 44 days. So that's an example of how I've used it. It just so happens that's how we want our customers to use it. Most of our clients are house flippers, People who want to buy something really quickly and then go to a bank and refinance it so they can do their own Burr method. And it's just another tool in the toolbox, really, so that everyone has access to capital and we can use it to invest in real estate. Chris, do you look at any commercial assets besides multifamily? The strip we certainly mall, for looked example. At, for what example? The strip mall, for example. Well, we certainly didn't want to keep to own that. There were some units up top there, but we really just knew that we were getting it for much less than it was worth. So we want to get rid of it. Now, do we entertain the opportunity for other sectors in the commercial space? Yes. We've been looking at some industrial, some storage, and some mobile home, but we haven't taken that jump yet. And I think it's a combination of two reasons. One, I don't know how good our deal flow is on those. We haven't really gained that respect from a number of people who would pass that our way. And to be honest, we're not comfortable with it yet. So before I spend $7 million of our investors' money and my money, because we put our own money in our own deals on an industrial space, I want to make sure we're really confident about it. So look, if we talk again in three years, we may have something outside of multifamily, but we haven't taken that jump yet. Chris, what's the hardest lesson you've learned on this journey? The IMA mentality, the mentality that I'm going to do everything myself, it only gets in your way. 
thinking that everything needs to be perfect and to pinch, to save every penny you possibly can before you make that first jump, I think that's the wrong way to go. There's a phrase, I forgot how it goes, but basically you're going to be frozen if you don't actually move forward and do something. And I think that that's what I learned over the first four years of four single family homes in four years. That's not going to really get you very far. Don't get me wrong. I learned so much. I made some banking connections. We made some money off of those. And I got to spend a lot of quality time with my father, but it wasn't going to help me build that. And that can be said, whether it's a single family home to a 20 unit jump, or whether it's a 20 unit to a 350 unit, you have to not be afraid, find the people who know how to do it, team yourself with them and just move forward. And I wish I would have done that earlier. Chris, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Partner the right way. Look, this is kind of what I just said. Team up with people who know what they're doing. And that does not mean necessarily go find a syndicator and be their co-GP. It could be, you know, a lot about how to underwrite and you have the balance sheet to be the syndicator, but you don't have a property management company and you can't find one. There's only one in town that's worth anything. See if they'll be your partner. We throw some of our property management companies a little bit of the GP piece because now their interests are aligned. And instead of me trying to learn everything myself, I trust the experts to do what they do. Well, I have property management companies down in Dallas, Asset Living. I'll give them a shout out. They'll help us just under eye properties. I'm not going to go buy something unless they're comfortable with it. I don't need to teach myself for hours upon days the perfect way to underwrite a deal in Dallas. I need to know what I'm doing. And then I can also rely on experts who have done it already hundreds of times. Chris, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. Let's do it. Chris, what's the best ever book you recently read? Who Not How. What was your biggest action item from that book? A lot of my stress is my own fault. I don't have to do everything myself. And a lot of times the reason we're not growing is because I'm doing it myself or our company is not hiring. So who not how is just basically find the right people to get the stuff done. It may not be you and you need to be willing to deal with that. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Uh, gosh, I just got the phone here. We're volunteering our time over the holidays here to serve some food. We do that every single year. We also are starting to take a significant amount of portion of our profits from our property management company here in town to give back and buy gifts and stuff for the holidays. We like to do that as much as we can. Chris, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. You can find us at parkavinvesting.com. I'm always willing to talk. I can talk about this stuff forever. I feel like all I do is just talk this entire time. So maybe that's my nature, but I love real estate. I'm always willing to help anybody I can. Chris, thank you for sharing your story with us from being an attorney, the four single family flips, to hundreds of millions of dollars in assets under management. So we appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us and have a best ever day.